Also, before we get this podcast started, um, I just want to say, I know I've been using the wrong verbiage. I believe the term pro-choice is what I should be using. Uh, that's why I kind of refrain from using, I keep forgetting to say it all the time, but pro-choice or um, pro-life, I think is what it is. So I keep forgetting, you know, my apologies, Match up my apologies for forgetting that. Uh, more so just putting this episode out there to get my opinion out. So uh, hopefully, you know, if you guys have any questions, you know, let me know, inform me, enlighten me. I'm open to all suggestions or any um, types of uh, beliefs that you guys may have. You know what I'm saying? I'm open for that conversation. So um, this isn't to try to paint myself as one side or another side. I'm more so it's just a discussion that I'm having. And I'm reading from an article, you know, I'm also just chiming in here and there. So I know it's a hot button issue, but like I said, if you guys would like to hop on the podcast, we could talk more about it and uh, we can go from there. That's all I got. This is the One to Go Ahead podcast. Peace. So I've been on the sideline long enough. I think it's time that we finally talk about it on this podcast. Uh, if you have not been living under a rock, if or if you have access to some sort of technology, you should know that a very big decision was made two days ago. Um, and that was the decision of the Roe versus Wade being overturned, which has sent a shockwave all throughout America. And I, I personally believe that this is, oh man, this is quite the, quite the topic of conversation because you're understanding now where people stand with all of this. And, you know, um, as somebody who has always been neutral, uh, I do, doesn't mean that I lean one way or another. Um, if I had to give my personal opinion, I think that this is a sad day for America. But at the same time, though, I think it's going to force people to and, and I'm assuming these are the people. Let me just split it up a little bit. <clears throat> so. I'm a firm believer that for the individuals who are um, victims of sexual assault and they are inseminated and have a kid or are pregnant because of that when they don't want to be pregnant. Um, <clears throat> to some people, they may think, well, okay, like you put the kid up for adoption or, you know, you can you know, bring a kid. That, that's still, that's still going to be tough on that individual. 
You know, that's going to be tough on a woman who's having a kid that doesn't want a kid, especially from a man she doesn't want to have this kid from. Um, if she was forced, you have young women, young girls who are assaulted and are you're forcing them to bring a kid into this world when they're not even grown. You know what I mean? Like in the state of Missouri, I think they're they're um, banning that completely all across the board. So there's really no loophole for these people to make to get their lives back the way that they see fit. So that's going to be tough within itself, too. However, I also see this side um, for the individuals who are sexually liberated on both in both genders of men and women or whatever gender that you want to identify yourself as um, you're sexually liberated or well, in this case you were um, or and no, you still are. <clears throat> it's just now there's a restriction on it uh, for irresponsibly having sex and then bringing and having a child or uh, being pregnant. That's going to cut that down. So. To me, I think this cuts down on uh, Hot Girl Summer and City Boy Summer um, because you're no longer going to be able to have sex without a condom and something happened and you just get rid of it. Because uh, I did read also, because I was wondering, I'm like, okay, so if they're going to ban abortion, does this mean that they're also going to ban contraceptives? And so far they haven't done that. I personally thought that that's where they were going to go next, but we'll have to see. <clears throat> you know, because I mean, you're 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 you have contraceptives like you know birth control, uh, things like that. I mean, that's not eliminating a child. That's that's eliminating the process before it starts. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm glad they haven't done that part of it. Now I do know that the Trump regime was trying to defund birth control. They tried, and it didn't work. So here we are today. You know, and we have people that are. Uh, rejoicing. You have people that are hurt, people that are protesting for, people that are protesting against. And this is only going to further divide. Well, technically, you can't divide something that's already been divided in this country. Um, there's division everywhere. So uh, this is going to cause, uh, this is going to be a new story for a while. You know, I don't really want to harp too much on it. But uh, just a couple key points, though. Just some things that I've, I've I found uh, before I go ahead and get started. Uh, so I believe it was uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, a.k.a. Uncle Ruckus, uh, didn't want to stop just that just that abortion. He uh, also wanted to uh, speak on gay rights as well, which I thought, dude, come on, man. It, it's it's that, that's not that's not right to do that. But I found this article on uh since we're in Missouri, obviously, I'm not sure what state you guys are in, where you're listening from. I'm assuming most of you guys are from Missouri, most likely Kansas City, which there is a protest going on today. <clears throat> Excuse me, my my voice is kind of gone. Uh, never realized how important it is. I should have got the honey and lemon <clears throat> um, at a pool party. I was yelling, all yelling and rapping and all that other shit. Uh, so it says here uh, in Missouri, though, uh, Missouri bans almost all abortions, almost all abortions. Hmm. On which ones they didn't ban. Uh, after Roe v. Wade overturned, here's what you need to know. So I thought I, think, I thought this was important. It says here, the United States Supreme Court dealt a fatal blow to Roe v. Wade, a decision that allows Missouri to implement a trigger ban, outlawing almost all abortions. Here's what you need to know about the state's new reproductive rights in Missouri. Hmm. Uh, the Supreme Court today issued a monumental decision ending constitutional pr- 
protection protections for abortion that will have an immediate consequence in Missouri. Uh, in the case of Dobbs versus Jackson, a women's health organization uh, concerned a Mississippi law ban of abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. It upheld Mississippi's law, a conservative majority in the United States Supreme Court also reversed the 1973 decision of Roe versus Wade, which declaring that a woman has a constitutional right to terminate a pregnancy before the point of viability. In the first two trimesters, when a fetus is unable to survive outside the womb, now a 6-3 decision, the court leaves the fatal reproductive rights entirely up to individual states, which is why I don't know why people are, are cursing the federal, I mean, like, why they're cursing the federal government, um, because the, the, you should be mad, at your, be mad at your state. You know, you should take it out on states, which, I mean, the government itself is a joke within itself, but still, like, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, it says here, uh, the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives, the decision reads. So this is why it's important to vote, um, <clears throat> to have, well, more so to have the right to vote uh, locally within your state, uh, as opposed to overall. I think that, me, like, in my opinion, the presidential selection really comes down to electoral college. Uh, so from when, when one person doesn't vote, you know, if they decide not to vote for the president, uh, that doesn't affect it, in my opinion. But now I think you're going to see a, a much bigger uprising in voting within states uh, locally. It's very important now that they're allowing this to be completely left in the hands of the of the states of individual of, of people. So. Why not? Uh, why not? You know, get involved in that activity because your vote does matter in your state or even in your city. Uh, let's see here. The constitution. The constitution does not confer a right to abortion, or in case you're overruled. Did I read that already? The authority to regulate abortion has turned, has returned to the people. In the, oh yeah, I did read that. Okay. Uh, here are the answers that to some of the most pressing questions about the new status of abortion laws in Missouri. Um, now that the United States Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, our abortions banned in Missouri. <clears throat> so it says here in 2019, the Missouri General Assembly passed uh, House 126, which contains a sole, a so-called trigger ban prohibiting nearly all abortions in the state. Uh, the ban goes into effect as soon as the governor or attorney general certifies that Roe has been overturned or the legislation enacts a resolution to the same effect. Uh, Attorney General Eric Schmidt has done exactly just that, just moments after the Supreme Court overturned Roe. Um, what penalties does Missouri's ban, abortion ban carry? Uh, the trigger law carries a Class B felony to induce an abortion. Class B felonies carry prison sentences, sentences from 5 to 15 years. Uh, abortion providers could have their medical license revoked or suspended. Oh, man. Uh, does the law have any exceptions? The law makes no exceptions for rape or incest, which I think is fucked up. Um, it's only exceptions for medical emergencies that threaten the life of the pregnant person or create a serious risk for a substantial and irreversible physical impairment of a bodily function of a pregnant woman. So, I mean, once again, you know, if you're raped, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're raped. You got to keep this kid. How is there not a loophole for that? Like I'm not talking about, I'm I'm not talking about some some woman 
that's irresponsibly carrying her body out there, you know what I'm saying, getting lit up like a Christmas tree, and then she's like, oh, I'm pregnant now. Uh, no, that was a decision. That's a choice. I believe in sexual liberation myself, but I also understand, like, you know, if you don't have that plan B, uh, chances are, like, or not plan B, you don't have that chip in your arm or some sort of uh, pregnancy prevention, um, and you decide that you want to shoot up some girl's club, uh, understand that, like, you're now bringing a child into this world. You can't run from that responsibility, in my opinion. And I think this is also going to make people think before they act. Um, so you guys might want to chill on that hot girl summer, city boy summer shit, <clears throat> whatever you call it. Um, can someone who tries to get an abortion be prosecuted under Missouri's law? No, the law only applies to abortion providers. Uh, what about the person who self-induces an abortion? Um, as noted, the trigger law stipulates that a woman getting an abortion cannot be charged. Uh, but it is entirely clear if that remains the, <clears throat> the care for self-induced medical abortions. If a woman, for example, is induced at an abort... And, wait, sorry. If a woman, for example, induced an abortion herself by taking an abortion-inducing drug, it's not clear under statute that she could be prosecuted. St. Louis University law professor... Marshall McCormick told St. Louis Public Radio in May. Um, does Missouri still have any abortion providers? Yes, but only one. 14 years ago, Missouri had five abortion clinics today, uh, owing a raft of restrictions that passed by the Missouri legislature. Legislator, legislature. Um, there's only one. The Reproductive Health Services Planned Parenthood in St. Louis. I wonder when they're going to get rid of that. Uh, I remember there used to be a clinic... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, it used to be a clinic down in Kansas City, but they shut that down. Um, at least I think that was a clinic. It might have been. Um, after Missouri's trigger ban took effect Friday, however, Planned Parenthood location notified the state officials that it would cease offering abortion. Oh, so they stopped it. However, the facility will remain open for other health care services. Man. Oh, yeah, and this is what I was talking about right here. Um does Missouri's law ban contraceptives such as IUDs or emergency birth control measures such as the morning after pill? Uh, the law does not address measures to prevent pregnancy uh, as opposed to. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, like I said anchor doesn't ban phone calls. <clears throat> Anyways, let me uh, go over this again. So does Missouri's law ban contraceptives such as IUDs or emergency birth control measures such as the morning after pill? The law does not address measures to prevent pregnancy as opposed to the measures to end it. Planned Parenthood says it believes that Missouri's law will not take, will not affect the access to birth control. Which, what I said before is that uh, the Trump regime tried to uh, tried to uh, um, defund that. Birth control does not meet the criteria for the definition under the Missouri law. Uh, the organization tweeted since birth control prevents pregnancy and does not end an existing pregnancy overturning Roe will not block access to birth control, which I think is good. I think that's that's good. But what about the people that can't afford birth control? You know what I mean? Um, let's see here. With Roe overturned, is Missouri expected to pass even more anti-abortion measures? Quite possibly the, the Republicans in the legislature, is it, I think I'm saying it right, uh, have proposed of various constitutional amendments that would explicitly declare the Missouri Constitution does not include the right to abortion. In 2019, the Kansas Supreme Court ruled 
uh, that the right to abortion is rooted in the Kansas Constitution. In response, the Kansas legislature voted to send <coughs> the constitutional amendment to voters in August. Well, this August, that would overturn that decision. Um, see, I'm, I'm on the Missouri side, so, you know, whatever. Um, other measures include a novel proposal allowing private citizens to sue anyone aiding a Missourian to obtain abortion, including those who transport them. Wow. Outside, out, out of state, well, outside of the state to out of state physicians. Whoa. Okay. Hmm. Republican state, well, Republican state rep Mary Elizabeth Coleman, who introduced the measure in Missouri's recently 2022 session, told Politico that the specific targets of Planned Parenthood clinic include Fairview Heights, Illinois. Uh, however, it would impact Missouri residents who sought abortion services in Overland Park, Kansas. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So. That pretty much answers my, most of my questions that I had about what's going on in Missouri. Um, now, we'll have to see what the uh, ripple effect's going to be. Um, and the fact that the, the clinic in St. Louis is still open, but it's, I mean, it's open for everything else. Now, let's go back to what I was talking about <clears throat> with this uh, Clarence Thomas guy. <laughs> and I mean, if you guys don't know who Clarence Thomas is, <clears throat> Excuse me. If you guys don't know who Clarence Thomas is, he's probably one of the most miserable black people I've ever seen in my life. Uh, this brother here, man, I know he's got a white wife. So what are you, what are you so upset about? You know, <laughs> you know, he strikes me as one of these uh, it's all right if it's all white type guys. You know, not that there's nothing wrong with dating a white woman, but, you know, you, you could tell he's just oh, that scowl on his face. Um, says here. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas said on Friday uh, that the landmark high court rulings uh, that established gay rights and contraceptive rights should be reconsidered now that the federal law and right to abortion has been revoked. Wow. Um, let's see. The cases he mentioned were Griswold versus Connecticut, a 1965 ruling in which the Supreme Court said that married couples had the right to obtain contraceptives. Um Lawrence versus Lawrence versus Texas in 2003 established the right to engage in private sexual acts in 2015 ruling in Oberg Obergfell versus Hodges said that there were that there is a right to same sex marriage. Uh, Thomas recommendation to reconsider that the trio of decisions does not have to force the legal precedent, nor does it compel his colleagues on the Supreme Court to take action that he suggested. Oh, so basically he's just talking out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that brother's just unhappy, man. Um, let's see. Well, I don't know what his beef is with gay marriage, though. I have no idea. Like, uh, Thomas noted that the three cases he says now should be reconsidered in the court and are not an issue in the Friday's ruling. But he wrote that they are all based on interpretations of due process, of the due process clause. Uh, Thomas said that the idea of the Constitution clause that only guarantees process for deprived life or a person's life, liberty and pro or property cannot be used to define the substance of those rights. Um, yeah, I'm tired of reading this. Um, yeah, nobody cares. Anyways, uh, yeah, Terrence Thomas, Terrence, Clarence Thomas is a jackass. So, you know, I mean, I think 
a lot of the people that are outraged, I'm not sure if they're informed or, you know, some people just love to protest. They live to protest. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I think that the American people are smarter than what we think or what the, the government thinks. So, you know, my biggest takeaway from this is, you know, it's sad, unfortunate for those who are rape victims or or victims of incest, for that matter. Uh, I think that there should be a loophole for people like that. Other end, I could see, well, technically, Hot Girl Summer doesn't have to end because, I mean, as long as you can take a contraceptive uh, or City Boy Summer, take a contraceptive, wear a condom, <laughs> Wear it, just, just, yeah, wear that. Or if you're not wearing a condom, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not promoting it, but make sure that your partner is checked, obviously. Uh, that's number one. Uh, number two, uh, make sure that they do have uh, the chip inside of them. If you don't want to be a parent, if you don't feel like you want to wear condoms, I remember I had a homeboy tell me once that, never mind, I, I didn't even, I'm not even going to go that route. But, anyways, if they're not wearing a condom, or if you're not wearing a condom, and you know that they're not on birth control, there you go right there. Because now, like I said, if they're going to go that route of prosecuting you for getting an abortion over and over in the park, oh, man, your ass is grass, dude. 15 years in the big house. So I think we'll have to see how all of this is going to pan out. Oh, yeah. And by the way, um, for these people that are masquerading and making this about their, their sexual rights, see, I don't think it's about sexual rights. It's not about sex. They're making this more so about um, the life of it, of an unborn child, which, um, still, you know, it's inside of a woman's body, but let's not make this about sexual liberation and impeding on your sexual freedoms. I don't see it being going that route, but if you speak to people, they got these pictures of these uteruses and vaginas and, you know, those are the freaks. (laughs) Those are the freaks. And me personally, I, I, one of the things I find so comedic sometimes is whenever it comes to women's rights, and I think and this is just my opinion. Don't get don't get mad at me. But you got dudes who go out to these rallies, man. And I'm not saying it's all of them, but I guarantee you there is a guy in one of these rallies in one of these protests right now. That's there to simply score some brownie points and get some ass. I guarantee <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee it, bro. I guarantee it. How do I know that? I remember back when the George Floyd protests were going on and uh, you had (laughs) it was kind of creepy, but you had these like these white women that showed up talking about like (laughs) (laughs) you had these white women that showed up, bro. Excuse me. Like I said, I'm sorry. I've been yelling all yesterday. You had these white women that showed up, though, talking about black penises matter. (laughs) Like, what the hell does that have to do with George Floyd, man? Oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, excuse my voice. <laughs> what in the fuck does that have to do with George Floyd? Nothing at all. <laughs> and, and it was funny because all these dudes were crowded. These brothers was crowding around this, this, these two white girls getting their Instagrams and Snapchats. I said, you, y'all, y'all ain't shit. <laughs> that was my thought process. Oh, boy. But, yeah, so... Uh, <clears throat> very unfortunate, but, uh, oh wait, it says the Republicans fear overturning Roe v. Wade. Oh yeah. Also, uh, the Biden administration right now, this, this was going to be Biden's last hope 
to even think to get back into office because he wasn't going to win next year or he wasn't going to win after 2024. This was his last ditch effort. And it looks like it's not going to happen because they're going to try to make him look like a hero if he's able to uh, if he's a, if he if he wants to be vi- a viable candidate in 2024, which we all know that motherfucker is <laughs> his, his health isn't even viable. Mental health, that is. So I, I don't know if I could take another couple years of Joe Biden, but <laughs> oh man! And I, well, they said that, he, and they also said that he spoke on it. I, I I would love to see that. I would love to see this interview that Joe Biden. Because again, here's the thing: I don't dislike Joe Biden, despite the fact that our gas prices are stupid high, meat is super high, stupid high, uh, the cost of living is now even crazier. But I don't dislike Joe Biden. I think he's funnier than Trump, to be honest with you. He's hilarious. But uh, I still think he's somewhat of a dimwit, just like Trump was. But I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But that's all I got to say on this matter and this issue. If there are any more updates, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of tragedy uh, between the two sides. Uh, Not tragedy. Well, knock on wood. But there's going to be some sort of a a chaotic beef that's going to ensue. So we'll have to keep a lookout on that. But that's all I got. Peace. So Nick Wright. (laughs) Nick Wright is responding to Draymond Green. After all that shit that he was talking all year, all year long. And one of the things that I think is so funny is that because, you know, these guys can give hot takes. And when they're right, they they continue to harp on it. But when they're wrong, they have to eat their words and they don't want to do that. So now what's happened is Draymond Green is coming at Nick Wright's head, which I think is amazing. Uh, Nick Wright, I think he's great at his job. I think he's a he's a he's a necessary evil for the uh, sports for the sports realm of of commentating and being an analyst or whatever he does on Speak for Yourself. I think he does a wonderful job. Definitely somebody who I find to be annoying, especially during football season when he talks about uh, just how the Chiefs and it's it's funny because he has these predictions and when he's wrong, he has he literally has nothing to say. And this is a prime example right here of what happens whenever you talk shit and these athletes clap back. And Draymond Green is always going to clap back. I think he's been waiting on this for many months. So this isn't going to be the last that we hear about it. But this is what he had to say. Nicholas Wright. He called this dude Nicholas. (laughs) How you doing? A lot of hot takes. You admitted the other day. We make hot takes. Analyze the game, my man. Back to your boy, Nicholas. <laughs> oh, it's just funny because I've only known Nick Wright as Nick Wright. But he could. Back to your boy, Nicholas. You spoke all of that stuff about Andrew Wiggins. You spoke all of that stuff about how the Warriors were done. Well, so to Nick's credit, he did track back. He did have to eat those words. He, he ate that crow on live TV and also on Twitter as well. But, you know, he was one of many that Draymond Green is clapping back at uh, that said that the Warriors were going to be done. Now, I knew that once they got Clay back, it was going to be a slow process. Um, I didn't think that the Andrew Wiggins trade, when they traded D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins, I thought that that, I was like, well, there goes their firepower right there. They get rid of Kelly Oubre, and they keep the core three, but they get Jordan Poole in the process, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, they got Belly, and they bring in Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton II. So that ended up panning out for them. And they still have Kevon Looney. So there's no reason why they can't repeat 
next year. I don't see a team that can beat them in the West. Um, in nobody for that matter. So um, they made the necessary moves to stay relevant and to remain in contention. So, I mean, I didn't have them necessarily being quote unquote done. Uh, they were always going to be a team that was going to compete in the West. It was just a matter of where they would rank. I think they might have been the third seed, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, the first seed was um, uh, was Phoenix, and I can't remember. I, I, I want to say it was was it Utah? I don't remember, but somebody somebody's gonna have to double check that for me. Like never went again, and Steph needs to leave Golden State. And blah. yeah, well, that that was a dumbass take by him. Blah blah blah, and then. Once you're wrong, you then try to go on TV the other day or whatever you were on and say, that's what we do. We make hot takes. And, uh, no, no, no. You wrong, brother. You got to stand on that. Those hot takes don't just get the roll off. See, that's what y'all are accustomed to. I say they make these asinine statements, and then once I'm done, it's just over. No, 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 no. Well, it's, it's, it's over because athletes don't, most athletes don't take the time to go back and forth. Clearly, Draymond takes the time to go back and forth, and he's really unloading the clip. If you guys don't follow him on Twitter, I, I highly suggest you should. He's unloading the clip on everybody. You got to stand on that. Okay, so hi, everybody. So here's the problem. <laughs> Draymond Green, in his you know young media career, Antoine, you know what he's learning about right now? Uh, he's learning that he could probably do your job. All he has to do is make takes and be wrong. That's what he's learning. June, <laughs> July, August, the old slow time. Wait, there's no games. Wait, there's not a lot of news. Oh, God, I got to go and create some content. So what What should I do? And he's already in reruns. You got, you guys, I'm just curious. Do you guys think that all, that all of America is like, you know what we need this morning? A Shaq versus Akeem debate. No, but you know why we did it? Because we got to create this content, baby. The wheel keeps on churning. I'm out here making lists. We're arguing about it because we got content to create. So, I, Draymond, young, you know, into his first season of his podcast, is now just restating old takes. Uh, well, they're old takes, but I mean, they're still relevant takes, though, because they proved you wrong. You know, they're all they're only considered old takes because you said them months ago, but you were talking all that shit in the beginning of the season, so. I mean, it's easy to call them that, but it's it's still it's still there. You know, you can always go back and look at the tweets, and you can retweet and say, "Remember when you were wrong here?" That's the beauty of the internet. And that's fine. And if you would like actual analysis, Draymond, I would refer you to my top fifty list, where you have a full recitation of a lot of NBA history. But the other thing that Draymond needs to rec- recognize, if he is fairly and it's totally inbound, going to criticize folks in the media for how they cover the game, then he then becomes subject to the criticism for how he not only plays, but how he does media. And in media, new or old, it is important to not misquote people. I didn't say we're out here making hot takes. What I said was we're out here giving predictions. What's the difference? I mean, literally tomato, tomato, apples to applesauce. It's the same thing. And predictions, by definition, is just a fancy way to say future telling. We are trying to look into a crystal ball that doesn't exist and tell you what we think is going to happen. Uh, furthermore, we didn't show it there. He said nobody nobody owns up to stuff. Nobody apologizes for things. I've given my pound of flesh on the Andrew Wiggins thing. I'm the one 
that tweeted it out with the moment the Warriors beat the Mavericks. Yeah, so you got to give him props there. I give Nick, I give him props. Uh, at times, though, it's hard for him to be humbled because you know he, he really gets high on himself. Reminded America. So listen, Draymond has the ability to be a very interesting media personality, but he also is going. No, he's just a nigga talking shit on a podcast. <laughs> you know, I, I. But you know what though? You know, twenty years from now, fifteen years from now. Uh, when when his career is done and over with for the most part, when he's when he's far removed from basketball, uh, it would not surprise me to see him on TNT. You know, if uh, if they're gonna come out with a uh, with the new with the new cast for the TNT group for the NBA, I think he'd be a good candidate. Uh, although it's gonna it's hard, you know, when you have to try to replace Chuck Shaq. Um, what's the other? I can't remember what the other cat's name is. Um, the other bald cat, uh, I can't remember what his name is. The, he was on he was on the bench all the time. But he was, you know, he's like, oh, Kenny and uh, the white dude. I can't remember his name either, but <laughs> you got to put Draymond. You got to put Draymond somewhere on that TNT list. Going to have to understand that petty beefs and playing tricks with people's names. Yes, my given name is Nicholas. Is only going to take you so far. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, given, you know, this is coming from the same guy who calls a lot of other players out of their names, comes up with nicknames for people in the media. But it's called. But it's it's a petty game whenever they do it, right? But he's more than welcome to talk all this shit about the Buffalo Bills and how you know uh, come up with petty names for certain fan bases. Yeah, okay. At some point, you got to create some of that content, my friend. And it's harder to create the content when your season's over. So I get it. Just spinning the wheel and saying, you know what? I'm going to say the exact thing I said about Nick. Word for word, again, that's fine. It got you on the show. Gets the podcast a bit of a bump. But it, it is a bit of a grind. And so, you know, I wish him well. I know he's got a big summer plan, a lot of boat trips, a lot of celebrate. Yeah, so Nick better be careful uh, with the shit that he's talking in the media. Just saying. He better be careful. You know, I wish I could get paid millions upon millions. Like, like what does it really take to be a, a, a talk show, like, analyst for a show? Like, what does it really take, man? I don't really think it takes a... Uh, a college degree. You, I think you just need the right amount of charisma because I would love to come on shows like this and debate Nick Wright about anything, like anything sports related. I would love to go on first take and debate Stephen A. Smith. I would love to talk with Shannon Sharp and, and Skip Bayless. Oh, that would be my that, look. You, look, they don't even have to pay me six figures, yo. Just give me, just give me like seven grand an episode, and we'll call it good. <laughs> I think you'll do great on it, but he's gonna have to at some point get some new material. You are the material, Nick. Draymond Green hasn't talked about you all season. So now that it's so, like I said, it's considered old material because it was from many months ago. But it's new because now he has the time to address it. Can I call you Nicholas or I got to call you Nick? Which one do I call you? You can call me. All right, well, this huggy bear looking ass, honey bun ass dude, he ain't talking about nothing else. But point being is this, look, uh, these athletes are clapping back now. So... Uh, more than likely, if you have a sports talk show and uh, you're coming on to talk, oh, best believe they, they're coming at your head top. So Nick better be careful because this won't be the last time that he has a run-in with Draymond or anybody because now that Draymond's done it, this is going to open up the floodgate for everybody else to come on. Now, he, But he won't come on the show, though. Now, he doesn't want to come on the show, but he, he, will, <clears throat> he will clap back. And the same thing is happening right now with uh, Skip Bayless and uh, Russell Westbrook. Calling him Russell Westbrook. We saw how that run-in he had with Chris Bosh back in 2011. Or I want to say maybe 2012. 
we saw how that run-in went. So I would love to see that, you know, some of these players confront these uh, sports media personalities. That'd be great. But uh, that's all I got.